going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 16 of the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports, Instagram at Sports, TikTok, Immaculate Sports. Check it out. Kyle is already a superstar. Of course. On there. Uh, Brett's here, too. Hello, hello. Uh, today, we got a fun show. We're going to talk about week 16 of the NFL. We're going to preview... The college football playoff semifinal games. Those are our names. A little bit of the NBA. Yeah, as well as we're going to talk about some week 17 games ahead of us mm-hmm. as well, and a little bit of the playoff scenarios. Oh, yeah. We're here for it. All right, let's get into our openers. So, mine, I'm starting off with some basketball. Warriors needed a win uh, against Chicago in the most recent game. And Damian Lee gave it to him. He had a game-winning three. When the Warriors couldn't find Steph with about five seconds left to go, they gave it to Damian Lee. Uh, came over the screen from Kayvon Looney and hit the the straightaway three with 1.4 seconds left. Gave the Warriors a win. Very much needed win for sure. That was magical. Yeah, so for me, I'm going to go to the gridiron. Uh, two guys really impressed me this week, and I'm sure they impressed a lot of people's fantasy teams and really disappointed other people's fantasy teams. Uh, Alvin Kamara and Stephon Diggs both had amazing weeks. Kamara, obviously, with the six touchdowns. We'll get into him a bit more later. But maybe the most underrated acquisition of this NFL offseason was Stephon Diggs. He put together three touchdowns in 100-something yards versus the Patriots this week, propelling a lot of people's fantasy teams to wins. I wouldn't even say underrated. It's just it, it, was, it was just an amazing defense. signing. Yeah. Trade. Trade, yes, trade. My bad. You're good. Well, my pick... It's going to be, well, at the time, it was the rumors of Adam Gase getting firing. Now we know Christopher Johnson says Adam Gase is gone after week 17. It's great to know because you never really know what's happening with the Jets. You know, winning two meaningless games. Hey, it happened last year. They went on a little winning streak and they kept Gase around. So it's just good to know he won't be coming back. Yeah. That does it for our openers. Let's get into our... Opening team reports. This one's from the Black Hole. Raider fans, we went through it again on Saturday night. Uh, we blew it again. Defense did what they are known to do, and that's give up points late in the game. And I got some stats for you guys. So since 2002, the Raiders do not have a playoff win after that Super Bowl loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. And the points they allowed in that game might have been a little bit foreshadowing for the future. Since 2002, can you guys guess what the Raiders' plus-minus is? Ooh. Minus 150. I don't even know the ballpark this. 150? I'm going to keep it at minus 100. Their point differential since 2002. Yeah. Their point differential since 2002 is minus 1,833. <laughs> oh, my. I wasn't even close. I didn't even know where to, like, begin 1,833. That means they're losing about every single game, about a touchdown per game. Wow. That's just how it's been the last, my whole life, basically. And do you know last time that the Raiders had an above average defense in the top half of the league? It's gotten in the 1900s, right, with stats like that? I'll, I'll yeah, go hold, on, hold on, hold on. It was 2002. 2002 oh, okay. I, I was going to say six, so never Their mind. Last... <laughs> Highest, their highest-ranked defense since 2002 is at 18. I think that's been like 2007. No. And what puzzles me is, okay, so you got this 2020 team. 
You had this 2016 team, you had 2012 team, 2008 team, and you look at those teams, you look at the rosters on the defense. Usually, like, when you're you're not good on a side of the ball, you rotate those players in and out. They're not going to be there for a long time because they're not that good. Yes. So, you have that. All the players from 2020 are not the same as 2016. They're all different players. Every single player on the roster is a different player. 2012, you have a couple returners, but mainly a whole different team. Same thing with back to 2008. So, not once have they gotten it right. Yeah. And the biggest thing about this... Who's been the Raiders' best defensive player in those 20 years? Khalil Mack? Yep, and they yeah, traded. Khalil Mack. Yeah. Now, I do like the return from that trade. We ended up getting a solid running back, above average. I'm not going to say elite because I don't think he's elite. I think he is. He took a little bit of regression. Yeah. This Josh year. Jacobs, if you're not picking yeah. up what yeah. we're saying. That's besides the point. <laughs> uh, Yeah, they trade the best player on defense in the last 20 years of the franchise. It's... Looking back at it, it's tough to see, but I mean, there's nothing we can do about it now. They got to get it right soon. Mike Mayock, John Gruden, Mark Davis. It's a disappointment. Well, I'm sorry, Kyle. Well, I don't know if this makes you feel any better, but we're going to get into the methods from the Meadowlands <laughs> now. All right, the Jets beat the Browns 23 to 16. They had no receivers, wouldn't have mattered. I don't think Baker had no time to throw. If he had Tyree Kill, I don't think he would have gotten any throw off. But we're locked in the second seed. Well, Tyree Kill probably would have. Sorry. He would have helped a little bit. Lamar Jackson. We're locked at the number two pick. Actually, Lamar Jackson didn't play, motherfucker. Actually. Uh, That's (laughs) probably better for you guys. Yeah, and right now it's looking like we have three options. Option number one, we take... Justin Fields or Zach Wilson at pick number two. Option number two is we take Penny Sewell moving to right tackle. Option number three is we trade down and build around Sam Darnold. All right. I wouldn't be opposed to option number three or number two with Sewell. But what I'm scared about is option number four. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Woody Johnson. Who's former that? owner, okay. who's been working with Trump, is coming back to take over the team, most likely, when, what's his fucking name, Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, returns to office <laughs> Return. again. Um, the thing about Woody yeah. Johnson is he doesn't care who's on the team. He just wants to sell tickets. He brought in Brett Favre when we had Chad Pennington, a very serviceable quarterback that we ran out the door. We brought in... Michael Vick and Tim Tebow, instead of getting Mark Sanchez an offensive line. So option number four is Woody Johnson makes a trade for Matt Stafford or Matt Ryan. And that scares the shit out of me. Because that's going to ruin our entire future. Hey, Matt Stafford's a beast, dog. I yeah, but the, the Jets but have more glaring needs than exactly. just a quarterback. They need those Thank picks. You. They need to invest more than just yeah, you know a quarterback position. Who's going to throw to back Braxton Berrios? Who's throwing the backs? Braxton Berrios, dog. All right. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Receivers. Rashawn Perriman sucks. I don't want him on this team Hey, Crowder doesn't. Crowder played a great game. Crowder might be playing quarterback next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little wall-out right throw it deep. A little wildcat offense for the Jets next year. I would like to see it. Braxton Berrios, baby. Let's go. All right. Get her done. That's all I have for you guys. Uh, It's going to be an interesting couple of months. 
So for the 49ers, we played an away game at our home stadium this Saturday in uh, Glendale, Arizona. And came away with a W. Doesn't really mean much for the Niners. They're out of playoff contention at this point. It just hurts draft picks. However, the storyline was C.J. Beathard, third-string quarterback coming to the season. Played very well, actually. Three touchdowns. Uh, do not believe he had any turnovers. Didn't watch the game too intently, to be honest. But it was a big deal for him. His brother uh, died last year, right around this time. So it was a very meaningful one to him. He was seen crying, tearing up during his post-game interview. But for the Niners, Week 17 is an interesting one. Jimmy's back at practice. Not sure his status yet. I would imagine Bethard still starts. Still starts. But the Niners offseason one that's going to be interesting. Questions at the quarterback position. No real idea what they're going to do in the draft. And not a lot of salary cap to work with. All yeah. right. Sounds like we're all screwed. Yeah. And the, the, Niners, the Niners will come back healthy next year. I think we'll still be a competitive team. I don't know about Super Bowl contenders, but... I can see it's definitely getting a playoff spot. All right. That's fair. Well, that wasn't the greatest for all of us. Let's get into, actually, another pretty shitty story. <laughs> we're going to talk about Dwayne Haskins. He got released yesterday, waived by the team, after he had four turnovers in the first half, one of them being a pick six. Wait, no, I think it was a fumble recovery. Never mind. I don't know. It don't but matter. Either he way, he was awful. He was awful. Uh, yeah, he, he sucked. And ended up putting in Taylor, I think Taylor. Taylor Henneke. 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 Yeah. yeah. Don't uh, even know who that the is. Game. Yeah. Uh, Haskins denied uh, speaking to the media after the game, even though he said that he just didn't know that he had to. But, I mean, it's been a rule in the NFL for quite a while. Starting QB has to talk to the media. Yeah. Uh, after that, Ron Rivera said, screw you. Uh, we're cutting you. We'll see you on the street someday. And uh, so that's where Dwayne Haskins is right now. What, what do you, you think is going to happen to this dude? Well, the truth is he wasn't just cut because he was at a strip club during COVID season with no mask. It was because he sucks. But it was a combination then of again, the two. You got to try. He's only 23. He'll yeah. find somewhere. I'm thinking maybe Pittsburgh. A guy like Mike Tomlin will smack him around straight, you know? We'll see. But Cleveland. I don't see him, at least for right now, I don't see him starting ever again. Yeah. For Dwayne Haskins, Josh Rosen didn't do what Dwayne Haskins did. He no. didn't go, you know, to strip club. Josh Rosen wasn't given a fair shot to be a starter in the NFL. But I can see Dwayne Haskins kind of taking the same path after that Rosen took, get signed to a practice squad. Right now, Rosen's on the Niners, but he's bounced around to a couple practice squads. Got a shot with, I believe, Miami last year for a little bit. Yeah, and then it's magic. Yeah, but for Haskins... He's too young to just be denied another shot, I think. He was the 15th overall pick, I believe. He, he was a high draft pick. There's obviously talent there. Some team will see that and bring him in and you know, give him a shot, taking practice reps. But as far as starting, I don't see that in his in his future right now. Yeah, for me, I don't think Dwayne Haskins is ever going to be on an NFL team again in his life. I think wow. that... that well, he's, I have heard that a couple of teams have interest. Yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll find a spot somewhere. Whether it's on a fifty-three man or not is a different question. But it, yeah. It's a combination of uh, not being good, and it's also just him like messing around, not doing the right stuff. Maturity. Yeah, yeah. maturity. And uh, JJ Watt kind of spoke on this a little bit <laughs> on, over the weekend. He yeah. he wasn't talking about Dwayne Haskins. Obviously, the, that game hadn't even happened yet, but. J.J. Watt went on a big rant about, like, oh, everybody in this league tries, and if you're not 
if you're not trying in this league, then you're out of it. And I think that's where Dwayne Haskins is right now. He wasn't giving it his all, especially at this time. Uh, like going back to the strip club thing, like, like what are you even doing at that point? Your team's in a playoff race. You're the starting QB, and you're deciding to go do that, especially when your coach beat cancer this year. Yeah. He's obviously susceptible to, like, he's a high risk. Fit. Yeah person to covid which isn't a yeah. obviously good thing and uh yeah haskins really didn't care uh, i would have been curious to see if uh they did the jamarcus russell tape thing <laughs> to bring home and he just those stories could be coming out pretty soon though yeah Never we'll, know. we'll see we'll probably see some stuff in the off season about him but i think this kind of turns into a johnny manzel situation mm-hmm. where johnny manzel kind of threw away his career career uh Bounce back a little bit. I think he got into the CFL. Yeah, you get into the CFL. Menzel's a little different though, because Menzel was like his own personality, his own brand. Like Menzel has like the ability to do stuff off the field. Haskins doesn't really have that. I have a Menzel shirt. Yeah, I'll like, admit it. <laughs> Menzel, I believe, has a podcast that's pretty successful. Like Menzel's, I mean, he's obviously not in the league anymore, so you took that way that opportunity. But there was other stuff out there for Menzel where. Haskins there really isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's not like he's a bum. He broke the Big Ten passing record. Yeah. I mean, he was bumming the NFL though. No, he he was god awful. Yeah. I don't need to say anyone else. But it's Alex Smith coming back this week uh, on a Washington football team note. No. Well, they need him. But I think that's gonna be something that we'll talk about here in a bit. Yeah. So let's go to well, we're talking about QBs again. A uh, couple injuries in some NFC West teams with the, the Rams, big injuries. Some Rams <laughs> and. And uh, the Cardinals, where we saw Jared Goff break his thumb and end up needing surgery. And we saw Kyler Murray take a hit on the last play of the game versus the Niners, where he came up a little limp on his uh, his leg. I think it was a, I don't know, I forget what it was, the actual injury, but something with his right leg. He was hobbling around the whole game, but that yeah. last hit. Uh, they list him in yeah. as questionable, I think, for for Sunday versus the Rams. The must-win game for both teams, uh, unless... The Bears uh, lose. I think the Rams have an automatic big big yeah. playoffs. But we're already gonna see. What is it, John Walford? Or what is it? Yeah, we're John gonna see Wolford. John Walford. Yeah, and there we go. I'll talk about who Arizona might be starting. Yeah, but who? How, how do you guys think these injuries are gonna affect these two teams? Not just in the regular season, but if they make it to the postseason. Uh, everything, everything. These two teams. You could argue the Rams' defense is what got them here, but. You know, these are two number one overall picks. It means everything to their teams. And if I'm a fan of either of these teams, I don't want Johnny Wolford or Chris Sterp Steverer. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, I got to make sure I get this name right. Streveler. Chris Streveler. All right. Chris Streveler last season played for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Ooh. He had eight touchdowns and 14 interceptions. Oh, so he wasn't even but, good in the. How did he get but, off? 700 rushing yards and 12 rushing touchdowns. Okay, so he's more of a dual threat type yeah, of... Yeah, okay. yeah. So it sounds I like... <laughs> yeah, it's not available. Yeah, but either way, if those two quarterbacks that Skylar just mentioned are starting in a playoff game, I don't think either of these teams have a shot. The Rams probably have a better shot just because of that defense. But looking at this week, Kyler Murray still has a chance to play, and I think if there's like any way that he can't, I think he will. Cause the Cardinals understand how important this game is to their must playoff win, implications. No what, what? Must win no matter what. Yeah, must win no matter what for them. Winning. Uh, it, it will depend on what the Bears do. But gee, I, I don't even know these guys, so I can't talk about them. But either way, it looks like a bad situation. Well, I do know a little bit about who the Rams are going to start. 
John Wolford. The last time we played a meaningful football game, 2017 for Wake Forest, where he had 29 touchdowns, six interceptions. Okay. But three Wake years Forest ago, though. Also still in the NFL. And you know who nope. played for Wake Forest? A lot of people. Kendall Hinton. Wow. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Wow. That's true. Another Wake Forest quarterback, if you want to call So you him know that. he's uh, set up for success. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it can go one for eight. One for nine with 13 yeah. yards and two picks. I can see it happening. But, yeah, these injuries do not help the team at all. These are similar to Derek Carr's injury back in 2016 where he broke his leg. Derek's injury is probably a little bit more significant than both of these. I think Kyler has a chance to play on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Jared Goff has already been ruled out, I believe. So we'll be seeing Wolford for sure. And, uh, I mean, if Kyler's playing and Goff isn't, I think it's pretty clear he's going to win Yeah, I think game. Arizona becomes a clear favorite. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be very tough for Wolford to push, push the ball down the field unless we see some Kurt Warner type beat. Just from a... Yeah. Just from a competitive standpoint, I hope both backups play. I think that would be an interesting game to watch, just given what that game could mean. Terrible game to watch. No, well, I mean, think about it. Both those teams are fighting for a playoff spot. If you have two quarterbacks with no NFL experience going out there, it could be, you know, maybe not a competitive, but it will be a fun game to watch. It's going to be a coach versus coach yeah. game. Who's smarter, McVay or Kingsbury? Or who's faster? Which seems like... Uh, I think it would become who can... Yeah, yeah. who can hold on to the ball? Limit the turnovers. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see. It's, it's week seventeen is gonna be crazy, yeah. and, that, and that's just one of the things. And let's let's talk about who's in, who's out. We have a couple situations here. Oh yeah, two out of three teams will make it with the Cardinals, Rams, and the Bears, and then four out of the five teams will make it between the Finns. Ravens, Colts, Browns, and Titans. Who do you guys have in and who do you guys have out? All right. How about we start with the NFC and go around? Uh, it's Cardinals, Rams, and Bears. I'm going to start with the Bears. They're playing Green Bay. I think they might have clinched the one seed. Yes. 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 I still think they're going to lose. Who so are the Bears? Or the the Bears. Bears. I think I'm sorry. The Bears. I, I misworded that yeah. horribly. I still think the Packers will beat the Bears. I do not like Mr. Bisky. And I kind of want to come down to this Cardinals-Rams game. But I'm going to go with the Cardinals over the Rams just because Kyler Murray's not ruled out yet. I'm taking the Cardinals as the sixth seed. Yeah, you're taking the Bears out, correct? Yeah, and, the Bears, yeah. and the Bears out. Yeah, Rams seventh seed. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes. There we go. So for me, this is going to be completely dependent on what the Green Bay Packers do. The Packers, as we said, believe have clinched the one seed as they hold the tiebreaker over the Saints. Mm -hmm. If the Packers decide to sit Rodgers, possibly Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, who got hurt this past week, probably would not play. I think I'm going to take the Bears in that game. Um, what's, what's the Packers' backup quarterback? Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. We're not seeing Jordan Love. Yeah, Jordan Love yeah, will likely will not play. But he Tim had, Boyle's been there for a while. Yeah, but... Yeah. There's there's a reason he's a back quarterback. Well, I, he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> He hasn't got a job anywhere else. Uh, the few times I have seen, he hasn't been the most impressive. I think the Bears, if Green Bay sits out players, will win that game, and it will come down to the Cardinals-Rams game. And if Kyler Murray plays, that would leave the Rams as the odd team out. Yeah, I'm going off of who I want to see in the postseason and, and competitive value. I think the Bears are going to beat Packers, obviously, depending on how much they play Aaron Rodgers. I could see him yeah. uh, playing at least the first half for sure. I don't know about the second half. I think they'll probably take them out just because yeah. they have the extra week. Uh, Cardinals, like other two guys said, 
no Jared Goff, but if Kyler plays, I mean, it immediately turns to Cardinals being the favorite team in that. So I'm picking them. That would leave the Rams out of the postseason. And uh, I feel like it would be more interesting to watch the Bears play, even with Mitchell Trubisky, rather than uh, Jared Goffless yeah. Los Angeles Rams team. Yeah. And on the AFC side, I think the Browns aren't going to make it. I think the Colts are going to win they play the Jags. I think the Titans are going to win they play the Texans. I think the Titans will clinch the division with that win. Uh, Ravens play the Bengals. Seems pretty clear, clear to me that that's going to be mm-hmm. a win for them. Finns play the Bills. I think the Bills are going to win that game. But I do believe that the Finns hold the tiebreaker over the, yes. the, the Browns. And who do the Browns play again? The Browns play the Steelers. Uh, no Ben, Big Ben for that yeah. game. But I still think they're going to struggle in that, considering as they lost 38-7 to in that last game against them. Even though the Steelers are not the same team as they were in the first half, it's, it's still going to be tough for the Cleveland to push the ball on that defense. So I have the Browns not making it for another year. All right. I actually did punch the numbers on this one. I know the tiebreakers. I got the actual seeding depending on my situation. So the five seed, I have Baltimore getting there after beating Cincinnati. Six seed, I have Indianapolis getting there after beating Jacksonville. The seven seed, Miami loses to Buffalo, but due to tiebreakers keeps it. And eight seed, Cleveland drops out after losing to Pittsburgh. So you have Texans also beating, or Titans beating the Texans. I do. This, the, the scenario Skylar just laid out is what I would want to see. I don't really want to see the Browns in the playoffs. Not super impressed with Baker. And to be honest, I just don't like the Browns. But I, I don't really see them losing to a big, binless Steelers team. That team's had hard enough time moving the ball in recent weeks, with the exception of last week when Big Ben took over play calling. I don't see them moving the ball that much with Mason Rudolph. I think Miles Garrett might hit him in the helmet a couple times, or hit him with his helmet a couple times. Uh, I don't know who that leaves out. If the Finns, I think the Finns lose was the most likely scenario. Yeah, yeah so I would leave out Miami. So I'd yeah. probably leave Miami out if I had to guess. But I, I, I hope the Browns are the team that don't make it. Yeah, it's. Do you think Big Ben calls plays from the sidelines this time? That offense looked horrible up until you took over play calling. Do you think it, he think probably should. I don't think it will happen. I think he's just going to be, you know, headset, the headset on. Yeah, he'll headset on. Right next to Mike Tomlin, got the shades uh-huh. on. That Mason be- Rudolph's going to be looking for revenge on that defense, though. So. Yeah. Well, and hey, that pass rush couldn't sack Sam Darnold, so. The we'll Steelers pass rush or the, or the Browns? The Browns. 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 And the Pittsburgh line is pretty good as well. Yeah. But, I don't know, the offense looks like they're coming around over there in Pittsburgh a little bit. Second mm-hmm. half played well against a very good defense in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see. Week 17 is always exciting. Oh, yeah. It's going to kick us away to halftime. There we go. Welcome to halftime, everybody. We're going to start it off with a preview of the two semifinal college football playoff games. First game, the number one seeded Alabama Crimson Tide against the number four seeded Notre Dame Fighting Irish. All right, obviously, everyone knows the Alabama Big Three. It's Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith. 
Devontae Smith actually made history today. Yeah, First yeah, wide yeah. receiver to be named the AP College Football Player of the Year. You love to see it. Yeah, Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book having a pretty good season this year. 15 touchdowns, only two interceptions. And running back Kyron Williams with 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. Kyron Williams with the big quote today saying, no one believes in us, but they're going to be shocked. I'm just not buying it. I would love to see a Notre Dame upset, but Alabama's offense is literally unstoppable. Cannot be stopped, so I'm going to Alabama. And they're probably going to cover the minus 19.5 spread, too. Yeah, I, I don't see Alabama losing. Notre Dame doesn't have the firepower to compete with that offense. They're not going to be able to stop that offense. And Alabama's defense is going to be good enough to get a couple stops. Alabama's going to roll. Bama by a million. Hmm, all right. Well, the next game is going to be number two Clemson against number three Ohio State. Ohio State, a bit of a question mark. A lot of people don't think they deserve to be there because they've only played six games. You got Trevor Lawrence, the best player in the country. Travis Etienne, Amari Rogers, we know they're great. Ohio State. Justin Fields has been a little bit of a question mark. He hasn't played very good. But Trey Sermon went off for 300 yards in their championship game against Northwestern. I think this is going to be a close game, but I'm still going to take Clemson. I think this is going to be the most watched semifinal game ever. Probably more than the game we were talking about earlier. Winston versus Mariota in 2015. And, man, I just hope Justin Fields doesn't suck. Yeah, well, <laughs> like Winston and Mariota, those are the number one and two picks in that year's NFL draft. It was. This has the ability to possibly be the number one and two picks with uh, Fields, Fields and Lawrence. I think Clemson wins. I don't think it's a blowout like I think Alabama will be. I think it's probably a 10-15 point victory. But I don't see Clemson. I, I just don't see Clemson losing this game. I think it's going to be another rematch. Clemson-Alabama It's the matchup everyone probably wants to see. It's going to be the most exciting. Well, the I most, did want to see yeah, it okay. until we got the most second people, Yeah, most people. So <laughs> I think it's I, I. I think that's going to be the best matchup come final time. So Yeah, I'm going with personal opinion here too. I want to see Clemson-Alabama. Those games are always exciting. We've seen years in the past where those rosters are just absolutely loaded with NFL players. Like look, going back to Alabama's roster a couple years ago, where they had three and well, Mac Jones isn't an NFL QB yet, but he yeah, probably will be. He will be. They had Hurts, Tua, Mac Jones. The running backs were uh, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris. Uh, who are some other dudes on that? They had another running back they, they over that made the one. NFL. I'm blanking on it. Was it? Oh, it's Najee. It's Najee. Yeah, Najee. Najee was in he the, will be in the NFL. That game, and then... Uh, Bo Scarborough. I think he was on that team. <laughs> oh, I think no. that's the year after. I think that was but, one year and after then Scarborough. Their wide receivers were all the guys that they have now, plus Judy, plus Ruggs, plus uh, Irv Smith. Yeah. Just it, that every single person on that offense was an NFL player. I think we were probably going to see something similar to that, even though uh, John... Mechie, Mechie's super good, too. He's, he's the guy who's probably going to be in the NFL in a year or two. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that matchup. I think Clemson's going to win, and I want to see Alabama-Clemson. I've already talked about it, even though that game hasn't even been set in stone yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, the hottest name in college football right now is not playing anymore. Season has ended. That's BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. He had 43 total touchdowns this year and only three interceptions. It's been named... 
by some in the media as the Mormon Mahomes mm -hmm. because he just slings the ball like it's a paper airplane. I don't know how how more to explain <laughs> like it. it. The like dude it. slashes through the air. Well, paper airplanes sometimes just die too. Yeah, right. Just right into the ground. Like a besides like a point, rock. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in his bowl game, the Boca Raton Bowl. All right. <laughs> in the forty-nine to twenty-three win over UCF, Zach Wilson had four hundred twenty-five yards and five total touchdowns. You know, I think he could probably be quarterback two this year. This depends on if Justin Fields can get his shit together. Yeah. But also Trey Lance. I do like Trey Lance, but the problem with him is he hasn't played in a while. And the NFL is all about relevancy. I just, I'm not sure if I'm ready to call him quarterback two. It's fair. I, I don't think I'm calling him quarterback two either. It's going to depend a lot on how Fields plays versus Clemson. Probably the best defense he's played. And it's going to depend on pro days. Mm -hmm. all, all of that. There's a lot of stuff to happen between now and when the NFL, NFL draft happens. I'd still put Fields as my QB2 personally. He's been the QB2 for three years now, and I don't see that changing right now. Yeah. However, I think Zach Wilson has the ability to become QB2 by draft time. With where we are right now, I think it's very hard to change who's a QB1, QB2, unless it's like very drastic. I think like some guy like that is like Kyle Trask moving up yeah. a lot. It's something that we saw. We saw Joe, Bur Joe Burrow like come out of nowhere shoot up. Mm -hmm. But we mm -hmm. like... Like, Fields hasn't been terrible, and, like, obviously Wilson's had a great year, but he's not, like, like just because of where he is and who he's playing, we're not going to see, like, oh, this guy's, like, Joe Burrow, like, yeah. just shooting up like that. And so, with it being how early it is, I'm still sticking with Justin Fields as my number two. Uh, as Brett said, come pro days, come the combine, all those different showcases and stuff, like, it, it could change, but for right now, I'm sticking with Fields, too, and... Uh, I'll say, I'll say Wilson. Three. I think Wilson right. become a clear three at this point, just having not seen Lance. Yeah, Lance. Yeah. His pro day and combine is going to be bigger than probably anyone else's, even yeah. even those two guys, because we just haven't seen enough of them. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's bull season, so you know what that means. We're gonna have a lot of opt outs. People going back to school. People declaring for the draft. We're gonna start off with Michigan edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson going back to school next year. You know, I had this guy as a second-round edge rusher and a little bit of a shock because, you know, guys like Chase Winovich, I guess that would be the only one. The, a guy like Chase Winovich uh, from Michigan with a similar size. He's a little bit had a pretty, pretty quickly, yeah, a little bit. Pretty quick um, transition to the mm -hmm. NFL. Yeah. Winovich was good. He's also got put in a great system. Yeah. That is true. Uh, that New England system can accompany, or not accompany, yeah. Uh, Accommodate. Accommodate to anyone, mm -hmm. like, you know. And three really big names for the Florida Gators. Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Tony, Trayvon Grimes, Grimes, sorry, skipping the Cotton Bowl, declaring for the draft. This is huge. All right, Florida is not going to win this game now unless, you know, <laughs> Kyle Trask goes, goes God mode. But I had Pitts as my number five player on the board in the entire draft. I had Tony at the end of the first round, and Grimes was a fourth rounder. But still, these are three of the best playmakers in the SEC. That's yeah. that's big. 
All three of those players are fun to watch. Yes. Pitts is Kyle Pitts. crazy. Kyle Pitts has a very high ceiling. Yeah, Man, he's, he's going to be very he's good. Gonna have to, I was telling the boys this over the weekend that, like, Pitts, like, for him to not be looked at as a bust because he's a tight end and he's going to be taken so high, he needs to be put in that. He needs to be the fourth tight end after uh, Waller, Kittle, and Kelsey. Yeah, he yeah. needs to be that guy. Or people are you know my comparison for him is a taller Waller too. I think yeah. it's gonna happen. They're actually Waller's same height. Waller's really massive. Yeah. We looked at it. Waller's like yeah. thick six. They, two, they're all two something. They're all the same. Yeah, same now, You're right. We did have this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but Pitts anyways. is a little thinner. Pitts is a little thinner. He, he's I, built more like wide receiver, but I think he'll yeah. grow into his body. Come okay. You know, I think Waller's a great comparison for him because yeah. he's yeah. just as fast as him too. I think. Mm-hmm. Like you look at T.J. Hawkinson a couple years ago, I believe he was a top ten pick. Yeah. For Detroit, he's been really good, but he hasn't lived up to no. you know being a top ten pick for a tight end. Exactly, and that's picked, because yeah. he he's a blocker. Yeah. He's not going to get that you know fantasy love. Everyone checks fantasy pretty much mm-hmm. to rank their players and. You know, you don't get points for blocks. Yeah, Kyle Pitts is... I think he's going to be amazing. I think he's going to live up to wherever he's been. (laughs) That is true. You do get points for blocks in fantasy basketball. Exactly. There There we go. Anyway, one last guy we're going to talk about. Oregon State running back, Jamar Jefferson, declares for the draft. Not a lot of people may know this guy. But he's my running back five. I think he may go in the second round. Should be a great NFL player. He broke the Pac-12 championship rushing yards record against Oregon. Mm -hmm. What? What am I talking about? Where am I thinking of? Oh, it was the Civil War rushing record. Yeah, Oregon, yeah. Oregon State. Yeah, That's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. I'm sorry, but he had 900 yards, seven touchdowns, six and a half yards per carry. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's, he's a great player. It's yeah. He's, I find it so hard taking running backs early in exactly, drafts. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Especially now, like within the last That's few years, the like the, the stock of the running backs is like everybody's so good, but it makes it so like, oh, they're not that good. Like at... Like, it's, you have an yeah. abundance of them. Like, this year, the best rookie running back was James Robinson. Yep. He went undrafted. Yeah. Exactly. No one even spent a draft pick on this guy, and he came out and rushed for 1,000 yards his rookie season. Exactly. I believe he's third in the league in rushing. Third Didn't earn a Pro Bowl vote, should have. Yes. I think so. But it, you can find talent in the running back position later in the draft. So Yeah, yeah. and my point is, I think because of this reason, a guy like Najee Harris will fall to the late second rounds. Bumping a guy like Jamar Jefferson to the fourth or fifth, yeah. making it a great value pick. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna talk about another Pac-12 running back real quick. Uh, Ty Jordan, running back, uh, Utah freshman. Yeah. Pac-12 freshman of the year, offensive freshman of the year. Uh, passed away over the weekend. He was in, uh, I believe, it was a shooting accidental shooting. Yeah, yeah. So sad situation over there. Send our keys and peas over to them. Prayers to his family. It's horrible. Yeah, it's it's a bad situation. He was, I think he had like five hundred and sixty-seven rushing yards in over like five games or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, like, he he scored three touchdowns literally a week. Exactly. Yeah, it's and really talented guy. I actually watched the yeah. highlights of that game after I heard the news. He's he's a good player. Yeah, he's a good runner. Fortunate news over there. Let's go to some brighter news. Where we saw Christmas Kamara come out yeah. on Friday against the Vikings. Six touchdowns, uh, most rushing touchdowns in a game since, I believe, 1929. I'm not going to say who did it because I don't know who it was. I think it was a Bears running back. I don't know. But he had 22 carries for 155 yards and those six touchdowns. He had the red and green cleats for Christmas, mm-hmm. and he showed out on that day. It was <laughs> – he could have had seven as well. Yeah. Sean Payton decided to put uh, Taysom Hill in. 
to run the ball on <laughs> from the one-yard yeah. line on third and goal. Wink Kamar had five touchdowns, so that would have been the record. His sixth touchdown was kind of like a like a lucky one, just because the situation didn't really expect to be right there. But <laughs> that game was something. We already talked about it a little bit, but yeah. it was. Because Brett uh, was playing against me in fantasy this week, so thank you, Kamara. It didn't matter. I had Kamara and Diggs, <laughs> which is partially why I talked about those guys earlier. But I, I have a bone to pick with Sean Payton here. How do you not put Kamara in on the yeah. one-yard line there? Already has five touchdowns. Would have had six. Would have ended with seven, <laughs> most likely, crazy. which I believe is the record. I believe he yeah. tied the record with six. I don't understand not ha- even having him on the field mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. They even called a timeout, which I thought was to bring Kamara in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Did not bring him in. It was the Wildcat with Taysom Hill. It, it, I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's an NFL record what Kamara did, but it's not a, a pro, pro football, football record. Okay. Yeah. Nineteen twenty nine. Yeah. Let's go to some other news. Down in Florida, the Jags clinched <laughs> the number one pick due to their loss to Chicago over the weekend, and the Jets win to the Browns. So that basically wins them the sweepstakes for Trevor Lawrence, assuming that they'll take him. I don't know why they wouldn't, unless they'll they see him. something great in Ben Duel or. <laughs> They will. They will. And I just got to say, at first, no, they won't. you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to love it. He doesn't live too far away, a couple hours away from Catersville, Georgia. Cartersville, sorry, yeah. where he grew up. Um, but I think this is his loss. I know I'm a Jets fan. I know. I might have some bias here. You have but a, he has, a little bit of bias. bias. He is going to miss the New York media because if he went won anything at all, he would be a god for the rest of his what life. What if he sucked? Yeah, what if he sucks? If he then sucks. he would hate the New York just like, he wishes just he like the Yankees, just like the Knicks. He's not going to suck. You That's suck, impossible. You just get memed. That's physically hey, impossible. You, you no. never He's know. football Jesus. No? All right. You know who else was football Jesus? Who? Jamarcus. He was <laughs> never football Jesus. <laughs> he was pretty heavy. Yeah, He's right there, bro. But good for Jacks, though. They, they need some excitement down there. I know the Jets. I know the Jets fan, as Skyler looks around the room wanting to punt something. But it... I like it for Jacksonville. They get, they got James Robinson. You know they got DJ Chark, young receiver. I think they'll add more pieces around. A lot of great years. young pieces. Yeah, yeah. None of which the Jets have. So good for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So we got our power rankings <laughs> next going into the last week of the NFL season. Skyler. All right. Man. Well, number one has been Kansas City. Every week this year, I counted. There. You go. Okay. They're staying at number one. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo, number two. Green Bay, number three, after taking down Tennessee, proving me wrong that any AFC team would beat the top NFC teams. Mm-hmm. Well, I got New Orleans moving up right behind them. Pittsburgh moving up to five after they proved the offense can come back a little bit. Seattle clinches the NFC West. They move up a little bit. Tampa moving up. Offensive dominance. Baltimore moving up a little bit. Tennessee drops down to nine. And Indy. Closes out the top ten. So you just talked about you know the Chiefs every week. I, I'm gonna mix it up here. I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna put the Bills. I'm gonna put the Bills at number one. It's for publicity. Hey, no, I would never do that. <laughs> but over the past few weeks, the Chiefs haven't quite looked like the Chiefs. Not to say they won't come playoff time. Come you know when Mahomes turns it on. But the Bills have hit their stride. I'm gonna put the Bills at number one. Chiefs stay at number two or move down to number two, I guess. Green Bay, three. Saints, four. Seahawks move into top five. Tampa at six. Titans, seven. Steelers, Browns, 
And then I couldn't decide between Miami and Indianapolis, but I'm going to put Indianapolis at 10. Browns in the top 10? Yeah. After losing to Sam Darnold. The Browns were very good the weeks previous. So I'm, I'm going to keep them in the top 10. Okay. They didn't look too good against the Giants. They looked like god. They looked god awful, but they did not have the wide receiver. So I'm gonna give them a little bit of a pass, even though, like Skyler said, I still think they probably lose that game. Kareem Hunt had like negative three rushing yards at the end of the first half. I'm sure the Jets. Were Sorry, selling, Nick I'm, Chubb too. I'm sure they were selling on. There, there was no one to throw to. I, I, if I looked at that Browns roster, I could not name like one receiver that like I recognized. Higgins, Landry, and uh, Peoples Jones. The top three receivers with OBJ out, all out this week. Baker had no one. Yeah. All right. Let's, from from my power rankings, I was actually very proud of them. My top seven is going to stay the same from last week because every team won in that. The order was at number one, Kansas City, number two, Buffalo, number three, the Packers, number four, New Orleans, number five, Seattle, number six, Tampa Bay, number seven, uh, Pittsburgh. And then at number 8, I think they went from 11 to 8. This is the Ravens. Staying at 9 is uh, Miami. And going from 8 to 10 is Tennessee. I think they just had a rough game in Green Bay over the weekend. All right. All right, so we got Week 17 coming up. We're going to go really quickly over every single game on just the circumstances. Uh, Raiders-Broncos, none of those teams making the playoffs. Doesn't matter. Dolphins-Bills, must-win game for the Dolphins if they want to secure their playoff spot. And for the Bills, uh, if they win this game, they they clutch a two-seed. Ravens-Bengals, game doesn't matter for the Bengals, except for draft position. And Ravens, they win the end, I'm pretty sure, so yep. they're going to need that. Uh, Steelers-Browns, Steelers already said they're resting Big Ben. Uh, only way that they get the two-seed is if the Bills lose and they win. Uh, Browns need this game as well. They're going to need it for sure uh, to make the playoffs, I think. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, unless some other teams. Unless some other things go weird. You win, you're in basically for all these teams. Uh, Vikings, Lions, game doesn't matter. Both teams are out. Jets, Patriots, doesn't matter. Both teams are out, and the Jets already clinched their uh, spot in the draft order. Cowboys, Giants, perhaps one of the biggest games of the weekend. The losing team of this, uh, this game is out, but the winner still has a chance depending on the Sunday night football game, which we'll get to in a second. Falcons, Buccaneers, Tampa has almost clinched the five seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't clinched it yet, but if they win, they clinch it, which would pretty much guarantee them, or it does guarantee them a game versus the NFC East champion, which is a good spot for them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Packers, Bears, Packers already clinched the one seed. Perhaps they're going to rest their starters. We don't know. The Bears, we've already talked about this a little bit. Like, this is the must-win game for them. They yeah, need yeah. to go win this game in Green Bay if they want to have a chance in the playoffs. Jags-Colts. Colts need to win this game. Doesn't matter what the Jags do. They can win. They can lose. They're staying the one The seat, Jags have already won. Spot. They yeah. got Lawrence. Yeah, they already got their, their stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they'll play James Robinson at quarterback. Test it out. See what they got over there. Uh, wow. Chargers-Chiefs. Both these teams have already clinched their spots. Obviously, Chargers are in the playoffs, but they clinched out of the spot, out of the playoffs. They were eliminated. Chiefs already have the one spot. Who knows what they're going to do? Doesn't matter. Uh, Cardinals, Rams, we talked about this a lot. If you win, you're in. Uh, especially for the Cardinals. Rams can get in if the Bears lose. But the Cardinals is a must-win game. Uh, and if the Packers win and the Cardinals win, the Rams are out. Seahawks, Niners. Uh, Seahawks already clinched the division. Pretty sure they're going to be the three seed. So, yeah, there's that. Niners already out. 
Saints, Panthers. Saints win. They're the two seed, I believe. Panthers doesn't matter for them. Titans, Texans. Uh, Titans win. They win the division. They lose. And uh, Indianapolis loot. Wins, then yeah. uh, the Colts take the division. Titans become a playoffs or a They, they still have a, a chance card, of not making it, They have right? a chance to yeah. not make it, but they need, like, every other team to win as well. Yeah. Which I doubt is going to happen. Uh, and then Washington and the Eagles, which is a very interesting game because these uh, Cowboys and Giants fans, they're going to be the biggest Eagles fans on Sunday night because if the e- Washington football team wins, they win the division, automatic bid to the playoffs. But if the Washington football team loses and the Eagles win on Sunday night, game 256, the winner of the Cowboys and the Giants game will win the division and get an automatic bid. And get destroyed by Tampa. (laughs) That's our Week 17 breakdown. Together, you're next. All right. Well, former Rookie of the Year Memphis Grizzlies star point guard John Morant is going to be out three to five weeks with a grade two ankle sprain. This is big. It is. For anyone who has him in fantasy because his uh, daily 50-point drop yeah. is going to be halted for about a month. Yeah. And it's tough for his development, too. It's it's always it's tough game. when you see a guy who's 20 years old. Or is he 21 now? Probably 20. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, a young guy. That, that, looked, that looked like a bad Having, injury. Yeah, the ankle injuries are yeah. never good. Steph's been struggling with them for years. Yeah. Yeah. As a Niner fan, I know what ankle injuries are, and they're not fun. Mm-hmm. They'll be out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So that concludes halftime. Let's get to the third quarter and the second half. So first off, we're going to talk about some baseball. There's a lot of big moves in the last few hours. It looks like the Padres are playing franchise, and then we'll be the show with the stuff that they're doing right now. Trade for Blake Snell, trading away Louis, Louis Patino. After that, they signed a uh, Japanese prospect, Ha-Seong Kim. There you go. <laughs> uh, shortstop, they plan to use him at second base, move Cronenworth to the outfield, and trade wow. Will Myers. That's the scoop that I'm getting from Padres fan that I'm friends with. Uh, <laughs> and then they also traded for you, Darvish, trading away Zach Davies and some other prospects. But the big thing for the Padres here is they get their guys, and they still have a whole bunch more if they want to move them. That's they true. still have, like, four guys that can compete for that last spot in the rotation. I'm assuming that... Mackenzie uh, Gore. They're still in the Bauer sweepstakes, could too. Could be Gore. Could be uh, Ryan Weathers. Mm, Ryan Maybe. Weathers is really good. Lefty. Adrian Morejon. Yeah. All three of those dudes are lefties. And Joey Lucchese is another guy that can be there as well. He's yeah. been on the right so much a while ago. But I see him moving perhaps one or two of these guys in the offseason. <laughs> really big prospects. If, mm-hmm. they, if they trade away these guys, they are getting a superstar. Because yeah. they trade for the guys that they trade for and didn't give up prospects that big. So the, if mm-hmm. they're going to do it, they're going to ha- trade for maybe... Guy like Chris Bryant, uh, a guy like Arenado. I don't. I doubt that happens just because uh, Machado. Their infield's pretty locked up. I feel like it would be an outfielder over an infielder just because they got Machado, Tatis, the Korean or Japanese guy they just signed. Yeah. Hosmer at first. They they got a lot of guys. They got, but who knows? Who's their center fielder? Uh, Grisham. He's pretty uh, good too. Mm-hmm. Perhaps could be a team that signs George Springer. They just got. They have players coming everywhere. It's it's gonna be crazy to see what they do over there in San Diego. Yeah. How much though does this change their title slash division chances with the almighty Los Angeles Dodgers in the division? Yeah. Anytime you bring in two pretty much aces, it's always gonna help you. But I do have a feeling it's gonna be one of those years where 
the Dodgers win like 106 games, and the Padres at over 100 wins still don't get that division. Yeah, baseball is a little hard to predict win count when you see like all these new guys because you never these guys could fall off like at a new park. It, it's it's weird like that. I still think the Dodgers win the division. However, I think the Padres are probably the second best team in the whole National League. Yeah. Even though they're yeah. in the same division as the Dodgers. And I think come playoff time with that rotation the way it is with Lamette, Snell, ba- or Darvish, possibly Bauer. Like, it, it, it's scary. And they can be any team, any time in a five, seven game series. So I'm excited to watch that team. Very young, very talented. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do think this is the second best team in the MLB. I think the Astros are falling off. I don't think the Rays are going to be the same thing as they were. Yeah. So they also traded away Jose Alvarado mm-hmm. earlier today. I do have to say, before you move on, that I, Snell trade. Oh, I'm sorry. But, but well, on. anyways, um, never doubt the Rays when trading. Yeah. The Snell trade looks a little surprising. I was but, very hey, surprised. look what happened with Chris Archer. Louis Patino yeah. is really good, though. He is. He is very good. But also, Chris Archer is not the caliber that... At the like, time, you could argue. Chris Archer was very. He, he wasn't the same caliber. Cy Young. He wasn't the. He was not the same, but he was very good and very promising at the time. Yeah. I believe when they traded him, he was having a bit of a down year, and I think we probably saw signs of that. But mm-hmm. the two years previous, he was top ten pitcher in the American League. Yeah. Probably starter. Yeah, but it, it's gonna be very fun to watch this division and just this team in general. Like it's, they have so many superstars. Like it seems like everywhere they have, they have guys and. One thing that I've been noticing year in, year out, is that with these teams that win the World Series or make it there, is that you have ace after ace. You have two aces, mm-hmm. or at least one 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 horse that you can rely on, yeah. like how the Giants relied on Madison Bumgarner for three of their championships. Years, yeah. But it's, like, the Padres have their guys now. Like, Darvish and Snell, those two are very good pitchers. We've seen Darvish pitch in the past in some big games and uh, pitch well. And then we also saw Blake Snell in the World mm-hmm. Series this year, he did it two times against the Dodgers. Uh, obviously, they took him out. Uh, Kevin Cash did, and one who's now looking back is like one of the worst World Series moves in a long, long time. Yeah. And, and wait one more year, and they get Mike Clevenger they back. They get Clevenger right. back. Yeah. And also on a team-friendly deal. Too. Yeah. Also, don't forget this: they had one of the <laughs> best pitchers in the National yeah. League last year, and Dinelson Lamette, who's another guy who's right it's there. Like, what twenty-four? Uh, yeah, he's very young, and just imagine if they Gore turns into the guy he's supposed to be, Weathers turns into the guy that he's supposed to be. They mm-hmm. get Kirby Yates back this year, perhaps as well. It's gonna be very scary. Who's the reliever they got last year? Is he Trevor back? Rosenthal. Yeah, is he back? Yes, I believe he is. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be fun to watch. If they package Will Myers, California. Will Myers, and like a couple of their top prospects, and go get like get a superstar, they can a get a star outfielder that. They can get Jeez. well. Chris Bryant can build yeah. outfield. They, I feel like that's a, a guy that they'll yeah. go for, and Chris Bryant's definitely yeah, uh, available to trade for yeah. too, because he uh, on his last de- last year of the deal in Chicago. We're gonna go back to football now. <laughs> Sorry, that's a big segment. I seeing a team We're like passionate that, about it. Yeah, yeah, seeing a team like that fires me up. Uh, actually going to go do stuff in the off season. I wish that our team did something in an off season for once in our life, but that's just how it is being an ace fan. Let's talk about wide receivers now and back in the football world. Or we're gonna give our top five wide receiver power rankings. It's something that's very talked about a lot on social media. Who's the best, who's not the worst, but who's overrated, who's underrated. Skyler, what's your top five for this year? 
For this year, my number one is going to be Devontae Adams. I think he is a complete package, and, man, he missed, what, three games and still leading the league in touchdowns? Yeah. He missed two and got pulled out yeah, of one. two and a half. Yeah, well, number two, DeAndre Hopkins. I think he may be the most talented out of this group, but I still have Adams over him. Number three, Tyreek Hill, the best separating receiver in the NFL. Number four, Stephon Diggs, huge riser this year, great pickup from Buffalo. And number five is going to be Calvin Ridley. The best slot receiver in the NFC South. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's like, some other guys. No, but seriously, um, Calvin Ridley is getting slept on, I think, because he's a slot receiver, even though he's quietly having one of the best seasons in Atlanta receiver history. And that's a team who's had Julio Jones for 10 years. Yeah. I think the one constant you want to see on all of our lists is Devonta Adams at one for this year. Dude's he's a he's been amazing. He's red zone threat. Mm-hmm. He's chunk plays. He he's doing it all. Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball with just amazing confidence. He's been very special to watch this year. I'm gonna have Stephon Diggs all the way up at number two. Statistically, he's been a little better than Hopkins this year. Even though I think Hopkins is still the best receiver in the NFL, but if we're going on this year alone, I'm gonna put Stephon Diggs at two. Hopkins at three, Terry Kill comes in at number four, and I'm going to go DK Metcalf, even though I think he is Ooh. a little bit overrated in the whole scheme of things, I'm going to put DK Metcalf at number five. All right, my list leading off is definitely going to be Devontae Adams, just watching him run routes and just make plays, and obviously it helps that he has Aaron Rodgers, I think any of these guys with Aaron Rodgers would probably be number one on their list, but I mean, Devontae Adams has been so good, he's making plays. Leads the league in touchdowns, and he missed a couple games. So, with that being said, he's my number one. Number two, I'm also putting Stephon Diggs. I think that connection over there in Buffalo with him and Josh Allen is one that's going to be super special for years to come, and it's it's something exciting to watch. And it's too bad for Buffalo fans, man. I wish they were able to be at the stadium watching those games because they'd be loving it right now. Number three, I'm putting Tyreek Hill. I'm putting him ahead of Hopkins because I think this is a guy that you have to game plan more for. Like, you have to shift, shift your whole defense his way. Mm-hmm. Even even though the, the Chiefs still have Kelsey, I think that's also another thing that makes Kelsey so special. And Mahomes, yeah. Uh, and Mahomes. But Tyreek Hill, like, you can't just have one guy over there. You can't just have two guys over there. you gotta, you got to shift your whole defense over the side that he's on because he, he'll just he'll run past you. No matter what, if he gets to that edge, he's gone. It's that simple. You're not you're not gonna touch him. You're not gonna do anything to him. Number four, I'm putting DeAndre Hopkins. He's been so special over there in Arizona. Another great combination that we were blessed to see this year with him and Kyler. I mean, those two combinations that we just started this year with Diggs, Allen, Hopkins, Murray, two of the greatest exactly. already. Yeah. And uh, at number five, I'm going with the guy who didn't play this week and. Only had one catch the week before because he was limited. That's Keenan Allen. He has 100 receptions this year. Mm-hmm. He'd be right up there with Stephon Diggs at 120 receptions if he did play both of these games. Uh, and in my opinion, the best slot receiver in AFC West. AFC West. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a new connection too. Justin Herbert, yeah. new quarterback yeah. in LA. So yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to see just all those guys. So. The wide receivers are so special. You have a guy on like that on your team. It's it's crazy. I mean, Brandon Ayuk. Even seeing like like Waller, it's just a playmaker yeah, like that. So prolific and so consistent. It's it's crazy to see. But that concludes. Where's your head at? Let's go to our layups and let's get out of here for the week. Yes, sir. 
So going to last week, Brett's layup, uh, it was a push. Exactly, uh, right on. Uh, he had minus three for the Chargers versus Denver. For me, I was wrong. I had Titans plus three and a half versus Green Bay. I didn't think they were going to come out out of the gates the same way as they did. So as an L for me, and Skyler got it right. Let's, Let's go. go minus three. Versus the Los Angeles Rams. Do not trust the Rams whatsoever. Yeah. Brett, what's yours this, this week? For this week, I'm going to go Tulsa covering uh, two and a half points favored versus the three and seven Mississippi State football team. Tulsa, we've talked about Tulsa a lot on this podcast for whatever yeah. reason. He, they're like, for whatever here. reason. I mean, the reason is David Collins. Exactly. Tyler's got a man crush on him. But I think yeah. Tulsa, I'm going to go with Tulsa this week. I think they'll cover versus Mississippi State. All right. Picking these yesterday, I had a Pittsburgh plus 7. This line has now changed to plus 10 because Cleveland is favored by 10 after uh, Mason Rudolph was named the starter. Mm-hmm. I still think Pittsburgh is going to cover this game. I think it was very tough for Cleveland to score against Pittsburgh in the last game. Even though that was in Pittsburgh, I still think it's going to be tough for them to score. The wide receivers are coming back from the, the COVID list, I'd assume. But also, they just placed a few guys on their, their list today with uh, mm-hmm. Carl Joseph and Anderson Sandejo. So they're going to be on some backups over there. I think they'll cover. I think Pittsburgh still has a very good chance to win this game as well. Yeah, and I'm going with Clemson minus 7.5 against Ohio State in that 2v3 game on New Year's Day. I just think Justin Fields has been struggling way too much. And, of course, Trevor Lawrence has been on fire. Ever since he came back from COVID, I think this game will probably start off close, but Clemson's just gonna run him to the ground. Seven and a half. All right. So those were our layups for the week. Let's go to our bold predictions. Where last week we all got them wrong. Yeah. Brett had Mavs <laughs> beating the Lakers on Christmas Day. That did not happen. I had the Pels beating the Heat by ten plus on Christmas Day. That did not happen. And Skyler had Jags over the Bears. Please. <laughs> I feel like you knew that wasn't going to happen, but, I mean, he's wishing. I was. For this week, Brett, take it away. For this week, I had the Cincinnati Bearcats beating the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia, seven-point favorite. Uh, let's, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. JT Daniels. No, quarterback for uh, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter has been amazing this year. I know Kyle loves him. Woo! To be honest, I didn't really see a game I really liked for the upset, so I'm going to take Cincinnati. Hopefully it's a good game. Cincinnati's going to be Georgia. Of course they are. There's no, that's not even a bold prediction. In my mind, I think that's happening for sure. Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's pretty bold. Uh, I This is kind of a tough tough one for me. I think this might be a bold prediction. My lip was low-key bold prediction because I said they were going to win. But uh, I'm going with the Rams missing the playoffs. and that It's only bold because it requires two outcomes in the game. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. going to need a little bit of help. But I have them missing the playoffs. Wolford is not the guy over there, so I think they're going to have a tough time beating Arizona. And I think the Bears will take down the Packers. My bold prediction this week is going to be the Jets win their third game in a row and fire Adam Gase. That's Obviously, like that. we How know that. games and fire him? I think they should just keep him. Yeah. I'm saying keep him. Like, if he's winning three games in a row, why not just keep I'm him? Keeping, I, I'm being super honest right now. I'm staying on the Gase train. There's, there's no better options out there than I'm Adam I'm on Gage. the Gage train right now. I right? would fire Kyle Shanahan right now and okay. take Adam Gage. Okay, no. But I, legitimately, I'm on the Gage train for right now. Well, 
I'm not, not, not going to comment on that. But the Jets have won two in a row. Darnold has no turnovers in two games. Woo! Thank you, Adam Gase, for the great game plans against the defense. Yeah, that's not Darnold. That's Gase. We finally have a game where we can root for a win and it doesn't change anything. So, Jets, please kick the shit out of New England. And then Bill Belichick just schemes up the fattest seven. <laughs> Donald throws five first half. Dean Ghosts. Tanner uh, Morgan comes out on the field. My God. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Well, <laughs> it was a fun show, guys. Hey, hey, we still got our best games, Doug. Still got one more. You just didn't put them on there. It I'm, is still a fun show, guys. It is still a fun show. <laughs> so and thing. I think Clemson, Ohio State is going to be a very fun game. And that's gonna be my game of the week. When I kind of Kyle is about to introduce the segment, but yeah, I, I'm gonna take Clemson Ohio State as my game of the week. Clemson, believe will win this game, seven and a half point favorites. I think this is the better of the two semifinal games on New Year's Day. Possibly the number one and two pick, Lawrence Fields. It's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I'm going with game two fifty six. That's always fun to watch. There's gonna be some passionate fan bases watching. Twitter's gonna be fun to see if the if the Eagles pair. Fail to win, just all the roasts going out their way from the Giants or the Cowboys fans. But Washington versus Philly, that's my game of the week. Imagine right. if the Cowboys win that division after everything they've been through exactly. this year. That would be amazing. I would. Yeah. Right there, Brett. My game of the week is Dallas at the go. New York Giants, the other NFC East team. Dallas going to win this division, boys. I'm going to take down the Giants. I mean, that was my prediction at the beginning of the year, so I'll take it. All right. Yeah. That's the end of That's episode the 16 now. <laughs> it's been a fun one, been a way shorter one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Next week's gonna be crazy, guys. We're gonna break down every single playoff game. Yeah. And preview it. We're gonna show off our brackets. We're Hopefully pumped. some more hot stuff too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hopefully please. Some hot stuff. Hey MLB, can you get started for Maybe us? Maybe James Harden gets traded. Maybe oh. we just get we just he get gets the fat. He is. That man is big. Hey, we don't fat shame here. I don't care. He's fat. <laughs> He's getting 40 point triple doubles. That's all. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next week. Go Jets.